Hey, this is Rowan. I wanted to give you a little heads up here. While we've been on hiatus, Caitlin has taken over being the host, but today's episode is really intense, so I wanted to give you a couple of maybe say trigger warnings or content warning. Today we're looking at domestic violence. One of our members is in the process of leaving a tumultuous relationship. She speaks about an altercation, feeling unsafe, what she's going to do about it. And the group in general is just very concerned about her. So I just wanted you to know that if you go to listen. And we're going to periodically be reposting our content, but our group still continues to meet every Tuesday at 11. And we'd love for you to join us. Thanks for listening. This is Preggers Can Be Choosers, the fourth and more postpartum support group where we offer peer-to-peer support for each other. We would love to have you join in the conversation live every other Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? Signed up for text alerts to join us at tapit.us backslash jdoa5. Are you listening and finding this podcast helpful? Let us know on our Facebook page at Pruggers Can Be Choosers or become a supporter at anchor.fm backslash PCBC backslash support. Need someone to talk to now? The Postpartum International or PSI Warm Line is 1-800-944-4PPD or 1-800-944-4773. We love you and you are not alone. Hey, this is Caitlin. I'm still filling in for Rowan for the next couple of months. Um, this is the Preggers Can Be Choosers Afterbirth Podcast. Um, we offer um, peer-to-peer support. We are not a paid um, psychotherapy group. Um, we also try to offer um, offer our personal experiences over actual advice um, on what we what we think you should do. So we try to form everything into an I statement. Uh, I'm Caitlin. I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. I've been coming to this group for like five years now. And uh, yesterday, both kids were home sick with fevers and their school says they can't return until they are 24 hours fever-free. So they are home again today, even though they are both perfectly healthy again. So we are just waiting until they go to school tomorrow. Somebody else want to check in? Hey guys, um, I'm Tiffany. I am a mom of two girls who are in kindergarten and second grade. Um, I lived in Houston for a while, so I am good friends with a lot of people in the group, but now I live in Baltimore and I am searching for a job, which in the past week has accelerated very quickly. And um, I am excited to have options. Um, So yeah, things are okay. Hi, I'm Brenna. I am currently on leave with my uh, now nine week old baby. Um, And, uh, uh, you know, life is just baby stuff these days. (laughs) Hey everyone, sorry, I'm having technical difficulties today. I'm trying to get my stuff together, but um, I'm Beverly. I have four kids. I'm a little, uh, my brain is not working right now. So give me a minute. So we wanted to make sure that we gave Bev whatever support she needs today when she's ready for it. Um, Cause she posted in the Facebook group about something going on. So we'll give you support whenever you need it, Bev, when you're ready. But until then, does anybody else have something that they wanted to talk about? All right, I think I got this figured out. Um, I was having trouble with my computer, so then I had to switch to the iPad. I'm not used to using the iPad, so. Um, I'm sorry, I'm super distracted. Uh, It's been about 
almost a year since um, I had to give Blake an ultimatum and say, uh, if you don't stop drinking, then we can't continue this relationship. And about two months into the not drinking, he somehow convinced me that he should start drinking again. And um, I knew that obviously was not the answer, but I was too tired to deal with rejecting that idea. Um, and he had been such a, he, he was just always on edge the whole time, not drinking because he wasn't seeking any kind of outside help. Um, so things were okay for a little while and then they started going downhill again. And um, I just kept biting my tongue and honestly waiting for something just really, really bad to happen. And I don't know why I do that. That's just what I'm used to. When a relationship ends, it's because something terrible happened. And um, so we got in a huge fight over the weekend. He was extremely intoxicated. And um, we were at a friend's house and I went to leave because the situation was only escalating and I knew it was time for me to go. So I tried to get in my car and he stood in the way and wouldn't let me close my car door. And um, Blake is a big guy. He's a lot bigger than me and powerful. Um, Luckily, a friend of his kind of chased after him and was trying to calm everyone down, was trying to pull him out of the way, but not even he could pull Blake out of the way. And he kept just antagonizing me and putting his finger in my face. And so I put my finger in his face, said, fuck off and get the fuck out of my way. And we were just screaming at each other. And I finally kicked him out of my way, shut my door. Um, and then he started punching my window um, two or three times. I don't know how it didn't break. And just, I just wasn't thinking clearly in the moment. And I decided to roll my window down so that he wouldn't break my window. And then he almost broke my face. Um, luckily, his friend had pulled him back just in time. And he said, I know why you're divorced. It's because you're a fucking bitch. And I said, okay, Blake. And I drove off. And then I pulled over on the side of the road for a few minutes and cried. And then drove home. And um, told him he needed to come get his shit and find somewhere to stay. So he's been gone since then, and he's tried talking to me a couple of times and saying, you know, I, I've, I feel horrible, like I would have never done that sober, and um, I know he wouldn't have, but that doesn't mean you didn't do it, and um, things like this have happened before. We've had the cops called on us more than once, and um he should have been taken to jail on a few occasions where he got lucky and uh, he's never hit me. Um, but what happened the other night was too close for me. And he knows that I've been in abusive relationships before. And that is, I should have drawn my line a long time ago, but I'm absolutely not um, willing to let something like this happen again. So he's currently staying with his mom and uh, he's begging me to consider giving him another chance. And I told him 
I just don't see how that could possibly work out. And he's asking me, can we go to couples counseling? And I said, you need to go to your own counseling. I'm going to go to my therapy that I've been going to. And um, you need to work on your own shit. Uh, I don't even want to think about couples counseling. That's not even anywhere on my radar. Um, I asked him to go to couples counseling a long time ago, but time and money were, that was a bigger issue for him. So, and yet he can spend $185 on alcohol at one place in one night, but couldn't afford couples counseling. So it's a little too late and I'm feeling Like, I don't understand what's wrong with me that, why, why is this always the way relationships end for me? And why, even when I think I got a good guy this time, it ends up being this again. Can I ask you a few questions? Are you, are the two of you married? And also want to let you know, this is not your fault. This is not anything that you did. And regardless of the way that relationships are ending in your life, if you notice a pattern, it's still not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. Um, and whether or not, you know, you let him back into your life, you know, either not in a romantic way, just as a co-parent or in a, a way that allows him back into your house, there's going to have to be hard and firm boundaries that the two of you agree to. And sometimes some of those things are non-negotiable and sometimes people are not willing to follow those boundaries. Um, and are, are you looking for uh, advice or just support? Um, how can we help you? Um, I don't know. That's a hard one to answer right now. I don't know what I need. Um, I guess we'll really take anything. I feel, I know that not, not all the problems in our relationship are his. Uh, one of the really big issues that we've had is that, um, I show love in a different way than he does. And I'm not as affectionate and, um, he feels like I don't love him because I don't show love in the same way that he does. And um, I've tried explaining to him, he, he has anger issues, whether he's drinking or not. Um, he doesn't get nearly as wild when he's sober, but uh, I've tried explaining to him that as someone who has gotten out of really terrible situations, um, I get scared easily and it's hard for me, it's even harder for me to show affection towards someone who's scaring me, um, who gets pissed off at the drop of a hat and will slam the door and punch the wall and, um, you know, create this dark cloud over the entire household. It's not, um, that's, that's been huge. So, so those two things are the biggest issues in our relationship. And during the fight, he kept saying, 
well, because that night he was accusing me of stuff that I wasn't doing as usual when he drinks. He accuses me of flirting with other guys and he accused me of kissing one of his friends who I find absolutely disgusting. And it just pissed me off like so bad that um, I wasn't going to let this one go. And uh, he said, well, if you would just show me more attention, if you would just show me more affection, then we wouldn't be talking about this right now, or I wouldn't think that you were doing something behind my back. And I said, you have no fucking right. Like you, I don't give a shit how much you think I don't show you enough affection. You have no fucking right to go around accusing me of this fucking bullshit. And which I don't know why I was even talking to him. I don't, there's literally no, um, no sense in him when he's drinking, which is why I, you know, ultimately decided to leave, but just the way everything happened is still replaying in my mind. And, um, he has scared me before, but like I said in, in that text that I posted, seeing his face or seeing his fist coming towards my face was that was it. If you have never had a grown man punch you in the face like full force, that that shit like I've never I I told myself I would never ever be in that situation again. And it could have happened again. So as far as do I, do I need, uh, what do I need for support? I mean, really anything. Okay, so sorry, I started taking some, drawing down some thoughts. Um, take it or leave it for what it is. Um, the if you when he was saying, if you would do this, that's not about you. That's actually about him and only meeting his needs because he's obviously not meeting your needs um, because you guys are speaking different love languages and he's only concerned about you speaking his love language, but he's not necessarily looking to understand your love language or the way that you speak love and show love. So that's, that's him not making any effort to understand that. Just throwing that out there. That's not your fault at all. That's him and his unwillingness to put in the effort and the work. Um, I'm really glad we're recording this so that you can come back and listen to it whenever it's like, whenever you're starting to rethink, you know, maybe he wasn't that bad and maybe it wasn't like, you know, because he's, he, you said that he has convinced you to, you know, let him start drinking again. And, you know, he's obviously going to be really good at, those explanations and giving it on a long enough amount of time to let himself back in and for you to kind of forgive him and forget it. So I want you to um, remember that we're recording this one so that you can come back and listen to it because um, I know that you guys have one kiddo together and then you have three from your previous marriage. Um, and I know that it's going to be hard with that, but you've obviously made it happen with the other three and it's going to be okay with you know with with his kiddo oh my god turn that off sorry the kids started the robot vacuum because they're home from school and bored out of their minds um also last thing um we've talked about a lot about writing ourselves our future selves letters about all of the things and why we would or wouldn't do these things and so in the event that you wanted to bring him back into your life in whatever capacity that is, I think it would be a really good idea to write that letter that we've always talked about writing to ourselves on why we should or shouldn't and why we're setting boundaries that we're setting um, because it's a lot easier to remember that right now and write it down than it is to try and recall all of those instances, like writing down that he spent $185 on on alcohol, but wasn't willing to give counseling a shot. And, you know, now he's saying, well, now counseling, because now he's really facing the consequence of, of losing you and under, you know, starting to understand that he could lose 
his kiddo and all of those things. So again, it's all coming back to it's affecting him now. It's not just affecting you. It's affecting him more than it has previously. So that's what I've got for a minute and I'll be right back. Um, I also, you know, uh, wanted to offer you my, you know, some solidarity. I was also in a relationship with a, um, with a severe alcoholic and, um, you know, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, recognizing that you have issues in the relationship too, but, you know, in my experience, like what you said, that's like normal stuff. That's normal relationship stuff. Um, and uh, when that kind of alcoholism is there, you know, it's hard to address that normal stuff when that cloud is over everything because it, you know, it takes over the other person's life in their mind and it informs, you know, it, it influences so much of the way they see the world in terms of like, at least in my experience, you know, protecting their, protecting their addiction, protecting their disease, um, you know, so I think what I'm trying to say is uh, that's, you know, what you described about what you, you know, your issues that you bring to the relationship, like that is, you know, nowhere near the difficulty or the challenge that um, the alcoholism brings to the relationship. Um, and I, I, you know, and I get, I get where you're coming from. It's a, it's a really, really difficult thing to, um, to deal with. And when you're, you know, trying to uh, have a relationship with someone because it just did it, it it warps so much it warps the way they see the world I uh, haven't mentioned anything to my kids yet. Um, they all think that Blake is just staying at a friend's house. Didn't really give them a reason. They didn't think much of it. My oldest is, she started kind of questioning me last night, but um, I don't know how they're going to react to it. Uh, My two oldest, my girls have both had a lot of issues with Blake before. Um, I'm not sure if they will end up feeling relieved or I think there might be a lot of pain at first because I think, I mean, they've gotten used to Blake and um, I don't know. He's been, he's been around for almost three years now. I think my son is probably going to take it pretty hard and I feel terrible because, and I, I I know I'm not questioning whether this is the right thing to do. I just, my kids didn't, you know, they've grown up with their dad around them, but not full time. 
and then they got used to Blake and now he's going away and none of my four kids will grow up with a full-time dad and that's um it's hard to not feel guilty about that even though I know full well those were both correct decisions for myself and my kids it's still just a shitty feeling I just also want to tell you that you you're also setting that example for your girls though that if they got in the situation that it's okay to leave and it's it's good to know when to leave too you know so yeah it sucks that they're losing Blake but also remember that if that person was really worth having a full-time relationship with then he wouldn't disappear on them completely you know um and that's something that time will tell because just I think about Rowan you know she didn't birth any of her children and there are her children still come to her even though you know she left when they were younger they've reconnected as adults and figured that out so doing what's right in the moment doesn't necessarily mean it's taking something completely away it's also setting those examples for your children which is really beneficial in the long run especially for your girls and your son to know you know that that's not okay um so I told Blake um to be gone for a couple days and I guess today is a couple days um he is planning on staying with his mom a little bit longer. I think he actually wants me to take more time to think because he knows that as of right now, I'm standing on, I'm done. And so he's like, if you need more time, you know, I'll, I'll wait till the weekend. I'll stay here as long as you want me to. And he keeps saying stuff like, oh, I just, you know, I'm figuring out where to go for online therapy and this and that. And I feel like he wants me to take more time so that I go back on my decision. But um, he, I told him he could come over today after work to see Gemma. Um, and to get a couple more things. And I feel like I need to just come out and tell him you know, I've told him how I feel already, but I feel like he's still just waiting for me to change my mind. And so I feel like um, I'm not going to change my mind, but I don't want to do anything to lead him on or make him think that um, that's a possibility. So I'm just trying to figure out how much of an explanation to give him. I mean, I know it's not, it's not a mystery to him, but I think he's also still really confused about a lot of things. Um, and I feel like maybe I should just leave that to, you know, his own his therapist or, you know, his own journey and his growth. Um, Cause it might be a while till he finally is like, okay, I think I, completely understand now why she left um I know it was a couple years or a few years after my ex-husband and I divorced that he thanked me and in the in that time he just he told me that I was just a fucking crazy bitch and you know you're making a huge mistake and then three years later he he thanked me and said I understand and I'm sorry. So I just know what comes after this. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, 
but it's better than the alternative. But yeah, I do think it's gonna be hard for me to really decide on exactly what to say tonight when I see him. Are you worried he might get physical though if you actually tell him that you're done, like officially done? No, I'm really not. Um, I think the worst that could happen is he storms out and slams the door and peels off. That's really, um, he's never, what happened the other night was the first time he ever like, I think, well, no, there was one other time that he kind of approached me and I, I hit him in the face. Um, because that was like my reaction to someone to you know a man like coming towards me and which he holds against me he's brought it up a million times and but I told him like that's I have to defend myself if I think that you know <laughs> but um that was also while he was drinking never once while he was sober did he do anything like that. Um, and if I think I'm in any kind of danger, I won't hesitate to uh, call the cops or scream for the neighbors or do what I need to do. Different question. Will you even let him in the door if he comes over drunk? Absolutely not. And I know, I know when he's drunk. I always know. Um, I'm sure he will call me. I told him just to come over after work, partly because I didn't want there to even be a chance for him to go get something to drink. Um, but he always calls me on his way. Um, and I know as soon as he answers the phone, so I will know, but no, I would absolutely not let him in the house. Um, being that you're kind of like, uh, you know, he, he's in this, um, limbo kind of situation where he's staying with somebody, but he's not at your house. Um, clear, direct communication is going to be your friend. You don't have to explain yourself, but telling him like, yes, you can come over for 20 minutes to get your things and then leave. Or, you know, I will not be talking or conversing with you while you're drinking. Any kind of clear defined boundary you know you are absolutely you know should be stated whatever you know um but you don't feel that you have to explain any of it because it should be self-explanatory um i have been in the situation as a child um and seen how alcohol can affect a relationship with my parents, with my brothers and sisters, with many other people. Um, so I haven't been in the situation where it's part of my relationship, but I have been in alcoholic relationships before um, as the child. And I can tell and I know that your kids' best interests are, you know, at hand um, just by the way that you're talking about it and have already thought about it. Um, so you and your kids' safety is really the most important thing right now. And if he's not willing to leave alcohol out of the relationship, then there's no 
point in any kind of conversation or discussion, you know, you have your boundaries and you can state them, but you don't have to explain yourself. Um, it's, it's a really hard situation to be in, in any type of, you know, in any role. Um, and now that I'm approaching 540 days of sobriety, it boggles my mind how alcohol just continues to destroy people's lives, destroy people's relationships, and society as a large doesn't really blink an eye. It's not, it's not a drug, you know, it's not, it's not a problem. It, it, it's, it's a very difficult situation and I'm so sorry that this is happening. And just so you know, if ever you need a place to go, my house is open for you and your kids. So, and he'd never find you here because you need special directions to get to my house. So GPS won't get you here anyway. Um, I just wanted to chime in about, you know, uh, what Tiffany said about, you know, not having to explain things. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really agree with that. I think that can like easily be used as a way to like troll you, you know, or to manipulate you, um, try to confuse you emotionally. Um, and it sounds like, you know, it's the reason that you're relationship is ending is pretty evident pretty evident to everyone involved um so you know uh yeah you you don't owe him um you know some huge in-depth you know detailed explanation of, of every little thing that went wrong in your relationship uh in order to uh, separate from him. Um, it helps to hear that, like, I, I know that, but it, it helps to hear that, um, because after being in this situation for a while, it's hard to remember what's normal, and, uh, like, I, I went over to my parents' house the other day and told them what was going on, and um, basically asked them for support because, well, I mean, I, I would tell them either way, but they, they know that, um, me not having, you know, Blake in my life anymore means that I will probably need some financial help from them. Um, so I kind of, I, I wanted to let them know either way, but it was kind of like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. And I said something to them. I said, if, if this was me 
from three or four years ago, looking into the future and seeing what was going on, I would tell my I would tell myself to run. And my stepdad goes, why not now? And I was like, because I don't remember what normal is anymore. But I remember, I remember the work that I did last time I came out of a relationship like this. And I remember the things I was told. And I remember telling myself, when this happens, you need to get out. Which I should have done a while ago, but I'm doing it now. Um, so it's good to be reminded of the things that should be on the top of my mind. But um, I think as of right now, um, my plan is to just say, I can't continue this relationship and I don't feel like I owe you any kind of an explanation. If you would like to um, talk about this further in the future after you have spent some time sober and you feel like your mind is clear, then um, I would be glad to sit down with you for some kind of closure, but not for any kind of a chance for us to reconnect romantically or emotionally. So I, I think I think you were completely right about what you said about um, that's just giving him a chance to emotionally confuse me. And I am in a state right now where that could probably happen pretty easily. And also Rowan, Rowan told me to go to Al-Anon and I know, I freaking know. <laughs> Dr. B has been telling me the same thing for years, and I haven't been to an Al-Anon meeting in years, so I might as well just go ahead and do that. Brenna, I know you've got your little one at home. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about or check in with or um, questions or anything? Um, not, nothing that's coming up right now. It's been a pretty good week. Um, you know, I've got my dad's visiting. So that's, you know, that helps with feeling isolated and we've been able to like we're starting to be able to leave the house <laughs> occasionally um and that's really really helped uh just because I was starting to get really bored um you know because you want to do something but you can't because your hands are constantly busy you know <laughs> um uh so yeah I'm, I'm doing pretty I'm feeling pretty well I'm feeling pretty good um uh, and she's, you know, been less fussy and stuff. We're sleeping more. That's all really good for the mental health. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for asking. Oh, you said that you had a, a job news or something? Um, last week I had an interview the day after I talked with y'all and 
after the inter- the interview went well, of course, I'm like, you know, afterwards, I'm like, oh, I should have said this. Oh, here's more questions about their company. I could have asked them, whatever. But um, so then I went to the grocery store and on the way to the grocery store, the Maryland School for the Blind was holding a job fair. So that same day, I went to a job fair at um, the Maryland School for the Blinds right down the road. So it's very close. And um, last Friday, I took another placement exam for the in-school tutoring position and passed again with like, my top score was in math. So like, maybe I have a math brain and I'm just figuring this out now. Um, And they just called me for um, a tour of Maryland School for the Blind to come in either tomorrow or Friday. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Um, The position at Maryland School for the Blind would be a paraeducator and would be very similar to what I was doing uh, with my first job out of college, working as a behavior therapist. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm not sure, like, you know, if I were to be hired at both positions, which one I would really choose. Um, job security and longevity, probably with Maryland School for the Blind, but with in-school tutoring, it's a little bit more of a flexible schedule from day to day. Um, so yeah, I'm still kind of like up in the air. I haven't like received any offers or anything yet, but um, just hearing more contact and communication from these two jobs, um, I'm, I'm getting excited. And I am still enjoying my time at home by myself. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's good on both ends. Anyone else have anything we can help support them on? I'm super excited for your job, Tiff. I'm super excited things are calming down for Brenna. Um, Bev, I'm super proud of you and all the things you're dealing with. And also just a reminder that you started your real estate business because of this possible Life, cha- life shift. So you've been working on that for a long time. So I'm really proud of you for getting all that going. Um, and yeah, I might be starting to do some uh, mural work for some local schools. There's somebody that was interested because I started doing some murals for a local doula um, or just like intricate paint jobs. So I might start doing that and on the side too because I just I don't know what I'm going to do, but they turned out great. So I'll show you all pictures. Oh, that's really cool. How did you make the circle? How did you do that? (laughs) By hand with a stencil, with a pencil and a piece of string. And then I hand cut everything in. So it's all, it's all. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah, and there are five colors. You just can't see the super light pink on from phone to camera. But yeah, it, so it's like it's like up on the ceiling and stuff. She wanted it to look like a sun, but with all the different colors. So anyway, it looks really cool in person. And then she wanted the blue and gold wall to look like kintsugi, the where you the Japanese art of putting stuff back together with gold. So mm. yeah. Anyway, so I've got three more or two more big murals to do for her. And then there might be another person I'm doing a mural for that I'm getting paid to do. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. And I wish um, Eli was here because she did a mural for Rowan and I want to see it. I'll see it tomorrow when I go see Rowan, but I want to see it. 
I have already started planning what I'm going to buy with my first paycheck <laughs> and I haven't even gotten a job yet. I'm just excited. Like, cause that's going to be like my money. And if I want to buy a new hula hoop or a $25 candle or put my kids in swim lessons, I will. I always have to stop myself from spending more money on tattoos or Botox. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel good, right? <laughs> Those are my two favorite things in the world. All right, well, we are pretty much at time. So unless anyone has anything else, any other burning desires, go ahead and unmute ourselves, tell each other we love each other because we do, and we'll see each other next week. Bye, guys. I love y'all. Thank you. Bye. I love you. Love you, guys. You. Have a Bye. good week. Bye. Hey, this is Rowan again. Beverly spoke with her partner last night. For right now, she's safe. The group is very concerned about her, so we've gotten our phone numbers to her and set up some safe places in case she needs to get out quickly. So keep us in your hearts. Keep Bev in your heart. Let's see what we can do. We'll keep you guys posted. Are you wanting to join in the conversation but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. And we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Oh, thank you.